Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. It's Crazy Good Talks time, and that means time to get focused. Deirdre Van Nest is the founder of Crazy Good Talks, and she has mastered the techniques to grab the room and electrify the audience. I'm Patrice Sikora. What you may not realize, but what Deirdre will share, is that the work begins before you even step on stage, and it's all up to you. Now, Deirdre, you often get asked, how do you manage your mindset and your energy before a talk? Yeah, Patrice, you know, this is one of the most important questions a presenter can ask because it means that you realize a presentation is not just an exchange of ideas, it's an exchange of energy. Your mindset and your energy will have a huge impact on how your audience receives your message. And this means it's actually part of your job to come with your energy in a powerful place. Now, unfortunately, many presenters treat a presentation as any other type of meeting. They don't give themselves any margin to get their energy up. For example, many of the financial advisors I work with, when we start working together and start training them to be a crazy good speaker, they will sheepishly admit, you know, I do run from one meeting to the next and I'm always rushing to my presentations. Patrice, that is the last place you want to be energetically. Now, why is that? Well, if you're rushing from thing to thing, you will, first of all, you will do a poor job at the presentation, or if not a poor job, you won't be at your best. And that obviously has professional implications, right? So if maybe you're a speaker, a consultant, or an advisor, maybe you won't bring in as many clients as you would have. If you're a leader or you're getting paid to speak, then your your message may not land. People may not want to follow you. You won't be as influential. But even more than that, you are cheating your audience. So here's the way I think about this, Patrice, is... People only have so many hours in a day, right? I mean, time, and I know it's a cliche, but it's true. Time is the only thing you can never get back. Mm -hmm. Knowing that and knowing how much people have on their plates today, I believe, and I hope hope you as my listener will integrate this into your, your belief system too, is that it's a privilege and a responsibility to present. When someone gives you their time, That's a huge deal and you never want to waste it. That's time that they could be spending doing other things. They could be with their family. They could be exercising. They could be working on other projects. They could be doing any number of things. So please don't waste it because they can never get that time back. And as the presenter, you have to plan your time because otherwise you won't have enough time, I would think, to get yourself together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to give yourself that space before a presentation in order to bring your energy up. All right. So what are the, some of the strategies that you use to get your energy up and to keep it there? What I recommend that my private clients do and my podcast listeners do and what, what I do is I create what's called an EPP. That stands for 
energy protection plan. And it's important to realize that your job, one of your jobs as a presenter is to protect your energy. Let me give you a rundown of some of the things that I've incorporated into my plan. You can take all of these. You can take none of these. You can add your own things. This this is very personal, but this will at least get you started. So the first thing you want to do, it doesn't matter if your presentation is at eight in the morning or eight at night, you want to start your day the right way. You want to start your day as powerfully as possible. Get a good night's sleep before. Wake up and have a good breakfast. For me, I like to spend time with God in the morning, and I also like to meditate and do some stretching. The next thing you want to do is at least an hour. So I give myself an hour. Maybe you need longer. Some days I have needed longer, but at least an hour to before your presentation, turn off all media. So that means your phone is off. You're not taking phone calls. You're not getting text messages. You're not on social media. You're not getting emails. You're not watching the news. Nothing. Patrice, any ideas on why I'm suggesting this? I don't know, but it sounds like it to be awfully hard. <laughs> well, it, it's not hard once you realize the payoff. So the reason I'm suggesting this is, well, let's take you for an example. Have you ever been, you know, you're having a great day, things are going well, then you open your email or you get a text message that is something you really don't want to hear and it just tanks your mood? Uh, Yeah. 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 I, that's happened to everybody. What if that happens five minutes before you're about to deliver a presentation. You don't have the time to get yourself back together. Yeah, it's so unfair to your audience. I mean, again, not only are you not going to do the best job possible, but it's just so unfair to your audience. You, you don't want to be taking in anything that could dis disturb your powerful energetic space, if you will. This is why I call it an energy protection plan. By cutting yourself off from the outside world, you are protecting your energy so it is as high and as powerful as possible for your presentation. Does that make sense? It does. And you say at least an hour before. If you get used to this, can you do it in less time? I would not. Absolutely oh. not. No, I think you're, 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 you're flirting with disaster there. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll get, just give you two examples. So like, I, I'm pretty militant about this. And a couple of years ago, I was at a presentation and it was 15 minutes before I was going to go on. I had a friend there who was helping me. I don't know. I don't remember what, what she was helping me with. She was kind of helping me set up or work in the back of the room or something like that for me. And, and I didn't tell her about my energy protection plan. So it's important that the people in your life know about this. For example, my husband and my kids know, like anyone who needs to know, knows they can't reach me. Like I tell them everything's cut off. But if you're with someone who's helping you, you need to let them know too, which I failed to do. And it was the day that Prince died, 15 minutes before I go on, she looks at social media and she's like, oh my gosh, Prince died. Oh. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, I'm for, I live in Minneapolis, so that's a big deal. And it's not like it's like saying someone in your family died, but that was upsetting. I like Prince. I like human beings. <laughs> I don't want to hear that someone died. I was able to get there, but it was challenging. And I thought, oh, I so did not need to hear that 15 minutes before I go on. Right. I mean, he's going to be dead when you're done with your presentation, too. So you could have learned it then. Well, exactly. And, and this is where willpower comes in. So just a couple of weeks ago, I went for like an annual exam and I get a call back from the doctor, Patrice. Oh, I see the message oh. there. And this is before I'm about to do a virtual presentation. And I had to resist the urge to call them back. 
but aren't you thinking about it then through the entire presentation? No, I think I would have been thinking about it more had I called back at that time. I just had to discipline myself, put it out of my mind. And at that moment, I really have to put the needs of the audience above my own needs and the respect I have for my audience's time above my own desire to have that piece of information, which if it's bad news, you know what? It's still going to be bad news in an hour, like you said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. How about music? Does that uh, play any role in this? Oh yeah, absolutely. So that's my so that's my second. So one is start the day right. Two is get all, cut yourself off from the world at least an hour before. Three for me, I listen to empowering music. That's going to be different for everybody. Whatever empowers you, and I listen to this really cool spoken word video, if you will. I mean, you can listen to it audio. You can watch the video, but it's called the journey. Patrice, is that something that we could link to in the show notes? Sure, we could definitely do that. The journey. Okay. Either. Yeah, my clients love this. It really gets you pumped up. It really gets you motivated. I make sure I listen to that. The other thing, the fourth thing that I do, and again, this is personal to me, is I recite scripture verses that that empower me. You could also do affirmations. I have many clients that recite affirmations to themselves. The fifth thing that I do is I have a very specific prayer that I that I pray. And I'm going to share this because whenever I, when I ever, I share this, people are like, Oh my gosh, I love that. And they feel like it just takes a lot of pressure off. So the prayer that I pray, and, and sometimes I have to do it multiple, multiple times is Lord, please let me forget myself, remember my words and bless my audience. Oh, that says it all, doesn't it? Yes. So forget myself. And what that means is let me not be overly concerned with me and how I look and, and, you know, what people are thinking. Let me forget myself. Let me remember my words. And then finally, and this is the biggest thing that I want to do. I want to bless my audience with my content and with my presence. Mm -hmm. Okay. The sixth thing that I do is I remind myself to focus only on what I can control. And this is really important as a presenter. When when I first started out, and if you're a new presenter, you're likely in this space. I think this is natural, but you want to start moving yourself out of this space where you're very concerned with what the audience thinks about you. You are trying to read them and read every single person. And you're like, oh, that guy in the third row, he hates me because his arms are crossed, right? Oh, that woman's scowling or whatever. And so you're making all, you have all this chatter <laughs> on what people are thinking, which makes it really hard to show up and be your best. I quickly learned that there was really only a couple of things that I can control as a presenter. The first thing I can control and the first thing you can control, and this comes way before you take the stage, is knowing your stuff. Right. Knowing your stuff, right? And and this is why I created, this is why I, I'm not just a keynoter and trainer. I actually wanted to teach other people how to be really powerful, crazy good speakers. And this is why I created my program, the Crazy Good Talks Blueprint, so I could teach presenters how to know their stuff, you know, how to structure their presentations in a way that's really going to grab people and, and, and keep people's attention, and then how to, how to deliver and how to practice. Well, think of the confidence that gives you when you feel full and complete in what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So practice, write out your talk, structure them, know how to do this, know your stuff. So you can control that in the beginning. And then really the only other thing that I can control or you can control as a presenter that day is how you show up. And you get to decide how you're going to show up. You know, the way that I want to show up as a presenter is I want to be myself and I want to speak passionately. 
Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all you can control. And I'll never forget this one time. This was years ago when I first started out as a speaking coach and I was coaching. This was a very accomplished speaker. He was an international speaker, had some books, very well respected. And uh, I met him at a presentation because I was. he asked me to come and critique him. He was thrown off, Patrice, because nothing was set up the way it was supposed to be set up. He had his pre-conference call. They told him how the room was going to be set up, uh, the people, the whole thing. He gets there, nothing's like that. And that can throw a speaker off. So he's very thrown off. The way that I talked him off the ledge was, first of all, reminding him that he knew his stuff and then just saying, hey, listen, you can right now, you can't control any of this, how they set this up. And it's not optimal. It was not a great setup. But what you can control is how you show up for your audience. And you can control being yourself and being passionate. He was able to come off the ledge. He was able to focus on that rather than, oh my gosh, the room is horrible and this is that, this, and you know, all these issues. And he was able to knock it out of the park. But afterwards he said it was only because he got into that right mindset of focusing on what he could control. All right. I'm sure that hearing that story, he was probably nervous and, and you can't really do your best when you are nervous. No, it's hard. It's hard. But you know what? Nerves are just part of the deal. But if you if you protect your energy and you go through all these steps, a lot of times the nerves will come down. And again, if you know how to structure your talks well, the nerves also come down. You know, a couple of other ideas for combating the nerves is exercising, right? Like exercising that day, that morning, and then also breathing exercises. I just learned, you, you might know this, Patrice, maybe my listeners already know this, but it's called, I think it's called like square Breathing. Oh, Have yes. you heard of this before? <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. So you breathe so in, hold, breathe out, hold. Yeah. So you breathe in for four, right? And then you hold for four, you breathe out for four, and then you kind of pause for four. And so it's like a square. I practiced that with a group of presenters when I was leading a coaching call last month, and we all rated ourselves on sort of how amped up we felt before we did it. And then we rated ourselves after on a scale of one to ten, and everybody came down. Yeah. The other thing, you know, where else I practice this. So one of the things that I did over, you know, the holiday break here was I went skydiving. Oh my gosh, you did. Yes. <laughs> it was so cool. Oh my I, gosh. It, it was like some of the best five minutes of my entire life. Wow. I was not scared at all when we got to the point of jumping out. And I think part of the reason why was on the, on the plane ride up, I did that four square breathing the entire way. All right. And I literally got to the edge of the plane. My feet are dangling. I'm looking down. My my guide is like, you know, give me the thumbs up. You're ready to go. And I'm like ready. And we jumped. And that could have been absolutely terrifying. And the only thing I could think is that that breathing really helped me. It would have been terrifying for me, breathing or no. (laughs) (laughs) You might surprise yourself. I thought it was going to be terrifying as well. But the breathing is so important. You're absolutely right. And especially with nerves and with just getting yourself in the space. Yes. Yes. All right. Now, these were four physical presentations, which maybe someday they will all come back again. What about virtual presentations? Oh, these are the same for virtual. I do this for virtual also. And what I have to say is that I think these might even be more essential and more important to do before a virtual presentation because you may not have any audience energy. You might be delivering a webinar where you can't see anyone, where I'm delivering one um, this week where they can't even chat back with me, Patrice. Like there's no, there can't be any interaction. 
you have to, you have to tune into your energy and have your energy so powerful that not only can the audience feed off of you, but you can feed off of you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. But that's hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, it can be really easy to ignore this step in a virtual presentation because after all, you're just sitting in your office, right? I mean, it's just the same as any old meeting. No. And, and how do I know that? Because I've made this mistake about mid last year after doing dozens and dozens of virtual presentations, I'll be honest, I started getting lazy. I started forgetting about my energy production plan and I started treating them like any other meeting. And after doing that a few times, I was like, you know, something's off. I'm just, I'm not feeling great about my energy and what I'm bringing to the table. I don't know if the audience noticed. I don't think they likely did. I mean, I didn't get any bad comments, but I could feel it. I realized it was because I had let my EPP go. Now, you know, I had to rein myself in mm -hmm. and remind myself to follow the EPP because it's just as important, if not more important for virtual presentations. And you are your best critic. I mean, you know when things have not gone well. Yeah, I know when I'm not, you know, at this point in my career, I know when I haven't delivered my best. And it doesn't matter to me if my audience thinks it was the best thing they ever heard. If I know I could have given them better, I'm not satisfied with the presentation. Right. Now, these are some really great strategies to come to a presentation with, with powerful energy. But when you're doing a virtual presentation, it, as you say, you're getting no real audience feedback. How do you keep that energy up when you can't see anyone? Right. Absolutely. So the, obviously the first thing is to, you know, do what we just said with the energy protection plan. If you can interact with your audience via chat or via polls, or the Q&A box, I highly recommend you do that. That really gets my energy going. But a couple of other things that you can do, and I know this, sound, this might sound silly, but it works, is you could take a, a picture of someone that you really like, like an ideal client, someone you've worked with that you just adore, print out a picture of them, cut out their head, and put it on a popsicle stick and stick it right behind the webcam. There are a couple of people I'd like to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some you wouldn't. <laughs> Put it there and look at them so that you're actually looking at another human being. That is what's really important. Human beings like looking at faces and like looking at other human beings. Mm -hmm. So you can do that. Um, the other thing I'd recommend a client of mine do this. He was doing a presentation for his company and he was allowed to go into the corporate office. He was going to be in their auditorium on the stage. And then he had a team there that was going to record him and they were going to send him out. They were going to live stream him right remotely. So he asked the question, like, how do I keep my energy up? And I said, you know, if, if it's possible for your company to get cardboard cutouts of people and actually put them in the audience, that could be really helpful for you. Our sports teams did it this year. That's right. They did. You're absolutely right. It, it really makes a difference. So be creative on how you can actually have people, quote unquote, in the room with you. All right. Now, you promise actionable takeaways in this podcast. Yes. You've given us so many thoughts here, but what is the action step you want to offer for this episode? Okay. So what I'd really like you to do, if you're serious about becoming a crazy good speaker and giving crazy good talks, and whether you're speaking for a minute, an hour, a day, I hope that that's what you want for yourself. Then I want to suggest that you create your own energy protection plan. You need to do this in advance. I would like for you to list at least five things you will do the day of your presentation to have the best energy you can possibly have. Now, little caveat here. Notice I've been using the word powerful energy, and I just said the best energy you can possibly have. I chose those words very carefully. 
I didn't say keep your energy high because I want you to have energy that is representative of who you are, right? So if you're not the type of presenter who's jumping on, you know, couches and screaming, that is not at all the type of energy you want to bring. You want to bring yourself on your very best day. That's the kind of energy we're looking for. And Patrice, I just want to make sure that's clear. Do you think our listeners have any questions about what I'm saying there? Well, I would ask, should you practice this every day for a while to find out where your best energy is? I think if you're not sure, absolutely you can do that. You know, I'm a big fan of practice, practice, practice. The more you test, the more you practice, the better you're going to be. And maybe that would help people understand where their best energy level is. Yeah. And, and you can even ask, you can even ask people that, you know, and love, you know, it, it's, it's funny because I used to think I used to really admire, well, it's not that I used to admire. I actually really enjoy presenters who, this is going to sound weird, who are kind of loud and kind of screaming at you sometimes. <laughs> like I, I enjoy like that really passionate I'm on a roll. I've got all this heart and I might be yelling at you type of presenter. I'm not that kind of presenter. Like I have a lot of energy and I'm high energy, but I'm not the the yelling at you type of presenter. That's just not my energy. And I used to feel bad, like, oh, I got to get myself to that energy until I was talking to a friend of mine about a presenter that we were both, we both had just seen her present. I'm like, I love her style, man. She's just great. And my friend was like, I hate that kind of energy. And I was like, what? Yeah. She's like, no, I I like someone who's, you know, who has energy, but it's just a little more toned down, not so hyped up. And I was like, oh, wow. I just assumed everybody liked the kind of high energy presenter that I liked. And that gave me a lot of permission to be myself. Your ideal listeners and audience are going to be attracted to your energy. So if you're more of a low key person, you don't want to be monotone right? And you want to have facial inflections and and vocal variety, but you don't need to be jumping off the couch or even being as animated as I am. So you can be intense, but not maniacal. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Here's what I'd like to offer. I actually have a video series called Crazy Good Talks TV and season one, episode 11 there is an episode on creating the energy protection plan. And there's also a bonus download of a template to help you create your plan. If that would be helpful to you, you can just go to crazygoodtalks.com forward slash TV, look for season one, episode 11. And then when you click on it, you'll, you'll learn how to download the bonus. Outstanding. Now, Deidre, where are you on social media and how can listeners reach you? Social media, I'm on all the main social media platforms, but LinkedIn is my favorite. That's the one where I really hang out. So if you want to connect with me, that's probably the best place to do it. I'm an open networker, so I would love for you to ask me to connect with you. I will say yes. You can always subscribe to the podcast too. Absolutely. Get energized, not maniacal, and deliver your message to an audience that will be left wanting more. Subscribe and get the latest Crazy Good Talks podcast from Deirdre Van Nest. You can also share with friends and colleagues. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.